following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio broadcast. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Today, we brought you conversation from the birthplace of the Folds of Honor mission. The American Dunes Golf Club in Grand Haven, Michigan. A Jack Nicholas design in the Folds of Honor mission is one of the most special things I've ever been a part of. And earlier, I had a chance to talk with the man who started it all. Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney is standing by once again. We always like to catch up. That was a fast year. Year one for the American Dudes Golf Club, and also the mission continues. Folds of honor, to honor the sacrifice of men and women, true patriots, and also educate their legacy with their children. Dan, how you doing, my friend? Bill, man, blessed to be with you, brother. And it and it is a fast year. I don't know because I fly supersonic in a fighter jet, or it's just everything goes way too fast for all of us. And uh, it's a reminder to uh, to love those people in your life that that matter, and slow down, enjoy a cold beer, and uh, your friends, and a round of golf, and um, all of these things that uh, that we get to do as the temperatures warm up in Michigan, which is a good thing, and uh, hopefully that rounds at American Dunes. But man, I'm blessed to be with you, and just so grateful for God's grace and and our life, and um, watching over the folds of honor mission and American Dunes and all the other awesome stuff that's uh, that's going on. Thanks to the good Lord. You know, Dan, when you get a chance to slow down for a moment and you look at that start at the then Grand Haven Golf Club, and I mentioned our lunch, and you had the idea inspired by the flag drape casket of Corporal Brock Buckland out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, who made the ultimate sacrifice for America. When, When you look at the growth of Folds of Honor, when you look at the money raised, the donations, the individuals, the corporate partners, uh, the stories that are there on recipients, kids who got scholarships in their lives, were changed. What, what stands out to you when you kick back uh, and you start to think about this mission you've been on? I, you know, I think the highest evolution of humanity is when you can combine what you do with who you are. I think we're all striving to get to that point. And, and you do that, right? You're, you're a perfect example of that. And I look back and I'm so blessed that, you know, these these twists and turns on this journey have led me to that place, like to wake up every day and get to pour my heart and soul into my vocation. You know, combining what I do with who I am is and it's just it's so fulfilling. And I don't use the word fun because I think fun is like over. you. And I don't think we're supposed to just be here to have fun. Right. We're here to be fulfilled and that's when you're using your time and talents to make an impact. And it's, it's not going to be easy. And, you know, I've probably looked back over this 14 year journey and I would say, it's like, man, I, I really have gotten to the point in my life where I don't care what you've accomplished. 
but I'd love to sit down and have a cold beer and hear what you've overcome. Because that those are the great ones, right? Yeah. What's your best story, Dan, from a family that received a scholarship uh, from Folds of Honor because they had a loved one who either was injured or died uh, serving America? What's a story that sticks with you today? Yeah, no, no bad stories, right? Because everybody's story is is unique. But I would say, like, the greatest gift for for me and the team at Folds when you meet a military family who's had someone killed or disabled, most people just have to say, and thank you for your service. I'm so sorry this has happened. And I get to say those two things, but then I get to say, we got ya. And so this story, it dates back a couple of years ago. I'm going through the Atlanta airport. It's a perfect example. I'm, I'm getting my Starbucks in the afternoon, my jet black coffee. Um, and uh, I've got a KIA bracelet that I wear on my left wrist. And the lady behind me says, hey, who did you lose? I said, oh, you know, this is a friend. friend of mine is a fighter pilot, had six kids and was killed in Iraq, Troy Gilbert. And, uh, and she starts to break down. And she said, I just, just lost my, my son-in-law. I'm going to see my daughter. And I looked at her and I said, well, I'm so sorry. Does she have kids? And she says, yeah, she has, she has two kids. I said, we got you. Give me your number and your email. And she tells the story. She had an email by the time she landed and she walked into the front door of her house and said, hey, I just met this guy. He's going to send um, my two grandkids or two kids to school. And uh, those, right, when you're in a position to solve, and I wouldn't say it's a problem, but when you're in a position to make a positive contribution and bring a ray of hope and God to an inherently very dark situation. It's this, it's the greatest gift. Speaking of gifts, uh, Jack Nicholas, his donation, his effort, his business, uh, helping shape American Dunes in Grand Haven that opened up a year ago on the west side of the state, the Fabulous 18-hole layout. When you have conversations with Jack Nicholas away from golf, how, how does he talk about Folds of Honor? Yeah, I think for, for, I, I mean for all of us, right? The, the choices we make every day, huge, or, you know, they culminate to write the legacy of our lives. And Jack always talks about American Dunes as part of his legacy. And that, that's the highest compliment from a guy that's designed courses all over the world. Um, and it's cool, you know, walking through an airport, I spend way too much time in airports. Um, and I was walking through an airport last month. There's a golf magazine. It's sitting on my desk right now. It's got, um, uh, Andrew answer and Mark Wahlberg on the cover. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I wonder what those guys are doing. And I get, you know, I open this thing up and I immediately open to the middle of the magazine. I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize that hole. And it's number 16 at American Dunes and Golf Magazine, two-page spread, and the title reads, Instant American Classic, one of Jack's finest by the head of architecture for Golf Magazine. And these are the moments you just, you just pinch yourself that we've like reimagined. And when Jack and I talk about it, we, we refer to it as the golf church. And that's what this place is, man. This is a place that fills people's souls up with the game they love, with the country we love. We live faith forward. If people haven't been out there at 1,300 every day, we play taps. And then the bell tolls 13 times, signifying the 13 folds that bring that flag to its iconic triangle shape of freedom. And the whole place stops for two minutes. 
and we reflect that, you know, freedom is not free. And um, we, we sing the national anthem. We take the flag down, huge American flag fits between number nine and number 10 in play in the fairway. It's the only American flag in the country that we know of that is in play. There's a local rule you can drop if you're on either side. You've seen this thing. I mean, you can see it from love the it. space shuttle. It is it's awesome. massive. But it is, and I just got this hat from Ian yesterday in the Bay. We have a hat at American Dunes, and it says unapologetic on the front of it. We do not apologize for loving our God and loving our country and loving those who serve. And uh, that's not for everybody, and that's fine. Um, but if it is for you, you've got to come tee it up at American Dunes because this place will touch your soul um, and it's the golf course is insanely good. It's hard. You know, it's hard. You played it. It's so pure heading into second year. Joe, our superintendent is just doing a fantastic job. Uh, it's this thing has really grown up and matured. Um, but when you leave as good as a golf course is, I'll ask you, Hey, what were your top five things? And the golf course probably won't make it in your top five. Um, it's the nickel in the grass. It's the fact that every hole pays, homage to a soldier that's given his life for our freedoms. One of Jack's majors, um, the stories that you learn going around the golf course, the Cabo bar and drinking your ice cold Budweiser on an A9 missile. Um, it's just like you, you escape as you go in this memorial, it folds and out. It's this wonderful escape from a world that it seems like, you know, huge, unfortunately, everything's got to be a red or a blue issue. Man, this place is red, white, and blue, and we need more of that. And that's the beauty of, you know, the golf church known as American Dunes. Tell you what, Dan, uh, if you're running for president sometime soon, uh, you just got my vote with that speech right there, buddy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't wish that job on yeah. my enemy, man. Hey, man, I, I, I'm telling you, uh, you hit the... You hit all the chords at Memorial where you walk into the pro shop and your team there is doing a great job. I've been preaching uh, to everybody across Michigan before it opened. American Dunes Golf Club in Grand Haven on Michigan's West Coast. Just Google it, American Dunes. You can see it for yourself. Make a tea time. And also the growth of Folds of Honor. And another reason why uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney from Folds of Honor is joining us at uh, they've always had connections uh, to the PGA of America and tours, and you've seen Dan at some of the championships, like the PGA Championship, but now Folds of Honor, PGA of America, joined by the USGA, PGA Tour, and the LPGA, all teaming up and helping veterans and military families and the Patriot Golf Days on Memorial Day weekend, uh, which has been a staple right after that first golf tournament at the old Grand Haven Golf Club. You now have the entire army of golf marketing behind Patriot Days. Yeah, and it's crazy. And I would just say that to, for everybody out there listening, anything is possible, right? If God puts it on your heart, and I always say this, go before you're ready. And when you say that to me, that, you know, that, that group is behind Patriot Golf Days, I was sitting above my garage 14 years ago and came up with this idea that we could give Americans the opportunity to, to play their most heroic round of golf, go play. It's over Memorial day to say, thank you for your freedoms and jump on your iPhone and visit patriotgolfdays.com and make a donation of, you know, a dollar, five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you want to do. 
Um, and through Patriot Golf Days to date, we've raised over $50 million. Um, but it's gone to a whole new level, um, Bill, with the PGA Tour, the LPGA, and the USGA now standing behind us. And to think of that guy sitting in his garage 14 years ago with this idea, if you would have told me that those brands and institutions would align with Folds of Honor and Patriot Golf Days, I would have been like, man, you're smoking something. That sounds really cool, but um, that could never happen. But uh, I said, oh, man, all glory God and his grace and bringing these folks together. And I'll tell you, I mean, obviously they love our mission at Folds, but one of the things that they really have grabbed onto and the game of golf has is the fact that of our 35,000 recipients, so spouses and kids who've had somebody killed or disabled that we've sent to school, it's about $170 million out the door in wow. scholarships. Man. 41% of those are minorities. And as a country, we struggle to find a positive path toward equality that we all want to see, but how do we get there? And I would argue um, two things. One, education is the lasting bridge that gets us there. And two, it's up to every one of us as individuals to be that change we want to see. There's no macro solution for equality in this country. Um, do the right thing for the minority, the person you know in your life, and help them find that equality. And we get to do that through the game of golf, through the gift of education. That was the big impetus for the tour, the LPGA, and the USGA to be like, man, we're, we're all in because this is real change in America, golf being the catalyst. That's a pretty darn good thing to do. Go play golf, drink a cold Budweiser, change a life, help America find equality. Those are all pretty darn good things. Um, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. And uh, so, yeah, it's so cool. But this Memorial Day, courses across the country – or signing up, course doesn't have to sign up. Go play golf. Your country needs you. Make a donation at patriotgolfdays.com, and we'll pay it forward in the gift of an education to a, to a military family. All began uh, an idea that Dan had, a quiet lunch in Grand Haven, uh, what, over 15 years ago, and $170 million plus later, scholarships to over 35,000 kids through the Folds of Honor program where they honor the sacrifice of those parents and those family members and they educate their legacy. Uh, read about Folds of Honor at foldsofhonor.org. PatriotGolfDays.com, is that it? Uh, and if people want to donate and they can't get out to a golf course Memorial Day weekend, is that correct, Dan? Yeah, and, and when they're out at the golf course, hit PatriotGolfDays.com. And then obviously, man, get your tea time at American Dunes. Um, it's awesome. We, we, will, we, will, we will sell out in the next four weeks for the season. And uh, it's just incredible. And people, Bill, people come from everywhere. We track where everybody comes from. And they're coming from Florida and Texas and California. And I'm like, hey, are you here in town touring? They're like, no, man, we flew here to play American Dunes. This place is a pilgrimage. It's a day you'll never forget for the rest of your life. And uh, it goes back to support folds. And uh, we just love to have people come. And we will roll out the red, white, and blue carpet, Doug and Ian and Joe and Chelsea and Tom. The whole team there is incredible at taking care of people. 
and uh, it's a it's a it's a golf experience like nothing um, on planet Earth. And that's when I'll let you go here. But when I asked Jack Nicholas at the opening, I said, Jack, have you ever seen anything like this in golf? And he looked at me and he had a big tear in his eye and he said, Dan, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Welcome to American Dunes. Mm. Um, come see us. When Jack Nicholas says, I've never seen anything like this in my life, and it's a golf course, uh, that's a pretty profound statement. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. It's a spirit. The spirit of the place is palpable in the best way. Um, everything good about this country bottled up and this beautiful golf course called American Junes, the house that Jack built. And uh, for an Ohio guy, um, he said it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the state of Michigan, too, which you uh, you got to laugh at. Yeah, and he's a huge Ohio. He's a huge Buckeye. It's well known. He doesn't, oh, I know. He doesn't hide his loyalty, but, you know, that goes beyond uh, the lines of a game. It's about honoring the sacrifice of the great men and women who have served our country, made the ultimate sacrifice, still serve today, and most importantly, uh, having the back of their children and educating the legacy of those who have served and still serve today. American Dunes Golf Club, just Google it. Patriot Golf Days, Memorial Day weekend, annual tradition, the game of golf combining with giving back. I'll leave you to this, Bill. So 15 years ago, right? We've been at this a long time. One of my favorite lyrics, it's a Kenny Rogers song, you can't make old friends. So um, here's to seeing you soon, my old friend. But in the meantime, may God bless you and keep you and that big family safe. And uh, thanks for being on the mission with us. It's one of the great, greatest things I've ever been a part of to watch grow, man. I'm really proud of you, Dan. Uh, proud of your family, your, your father and everybody. Uh, how the family, your family came together to help other families and then other families. It's, it's been that pay it forward, uh, you know, times $170 million, really. It's amazing. Amen. And we're going to keep fighting a good fight. All right. We love you, Danny. We'll talk soon, man. Love you too, huge. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. That's real, man. You want to $170 million plus. And he had the idea looking at a flag draped coffin of Corporal Brock Buckland. I've had a chance to get to know the Buckland family. Outside of my family and my children and the wonderful friends that I've made, it's probably the most inspirational thing. Because I was there when he had the idea, like, two days after landing and seeing it. I was there at the first golf tournament, and there was like 16 foursomes, and he's having a Budweiser, and he's like, man, I expected more. And I said, man, I believe your heart is in the right place. $170 million in scholarships. He's a special cat, and he's real. So play around a golf for America at American Dunes or at your local club, Memorial Day weekend, PatriotGolfDays.com. Make that donation. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the gym. 
Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. It's a well-deserved day off for the Tigers, fresh off a successful six-game road trip that saw them win a series in St. Louis and another in Cleveland. That's two series wins over the Guardians in as many tries. And two of the Tigers' three shutouts this year have come against their division rivals. Detroit settles in now for five in a row at Comerica Park, hosting Seattle for a three-game series and Pittsburgh for a pair. It's been an encouraging start to May, where the Tigers have put together some really good stretches because of an outstanding bullpen, stellar defense, timely hitting, and lately outstanding starting pitching. It's not about winning every game, but winning series, and it needs to continue. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Herman Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the Huge Show Across Michigan, segment two during the 5 p.m. hour. Today we originated from American Dunes, which is the birthplace of Folds of Honor, and a gentleman who joined the mission with Colonel Dan Rooney and others is a true American hero. This gentleman makes a return engagement on the Huge Show, and his story connected to Folds of Honor and connected to being a hero uh, defines... Uh, what service to your country is all about. Rocky Sickman was one of 52 hostages from the U.S. Embassy in Tehran who endured 440 days of captivity, 1971 to 1981. And he made it out. Some of his fellow soldiers did not make it out. And Rocky has uh, lived every day making sure the legacies of those hostages that didn't come home aren't forgotten. Also, uh, he partnered with Anheuser-Busch and headed up their military affairs and relationships uh, connected to honoring the great men and women who served and have served our country. And then it was a natural progression to connect with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney from the Anheuser-Busch and the Budweiser Folds of Honor cans to over $35 million raised by Anheuser-Busch, uh, four Folds of Honor and scholarships for children of men and women injured or killed in combat to now working side-by-side with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. Let's welcome in a true American hero, Rocky Sickman, uh, checks in on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, my man. Bill, thank you so much for having me, buddy. All right, uh, from our conversation, I think about uh, right before American Dunes opened up, so that would be about 18 months ago, um, uh, let's talk about the growth of Folds of Honor. The numbers are staggering, over 44,000 scholarships, $200 million raised. 91% of every dollar, so that's 91 cents of every dollar, uh, going to those educational scholarships 
for kids of men and women injured or killed in combat. And now the announcement in the last two weeks that Folds of Honor is going to recognize the sacrifice and the honor and the commitment to cities, to states, uh, to this country from first responders that their children now uh, will be covered as part of the Folds of Honor program. Just an amazing mission that keeps growing. It is, and I'm very honored, proud to be part of this uh, great team. You know, Bill, you think about that, and people might be questioning, why why first responders? Well, if you think back on 9-11, you know, just like the military, where there's a war, our military heads to the war while everybody leaves. Well, on 9-11, those first responders, they went into the buildings to try to save these people. So they definitely, uh, their families, their spouses and children uh, definitely will be... uh, taking advantage of the uh, Folds of Honor, and we appreciate uh, all your listeners' uh, support, thefoldsofhonor.org. Rocky, I mentioned in the opening, bringing you in on the show from being a hostage uh, in Iran to working uh, with Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch with their military support and connections to now working with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, Folds of Honor. Uh, What... Your personal mission has crossed so many uh, different lines in terms of a positive message. Uh, but let's talk about you and Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dan Rooney and that partnership now with Folds of Honor. Take us behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just so happened, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Bill, I was the uh, director of uh, military sales for Budweiser, and what a great job it was to sell beer to the military worldwide. Because I can remember 444 days. I wish I had a Budweiser, but uh, that never happened. But I wanted to make sure that uh, every military man and woman would. And so one day in 2007, a year after uh, you know he had his first golf outing there at American Dunes, he came to uh, Budweiser because he knew that uh, they had supported the military. And I meet this. Uh, he was a major at that time, Bill, a little skinny guy in a flight uniform. And I'll never forget that security calls and says, hey, there's this guy down here in this flight uniform. He wants to meet somebody about military. So being military, I was the first person. I went down, and he uh, and he caught my attention. He goes, Mr. Sickman, I got this program. He tells me his story. I tell him my story. And it's been a, a great uh, you know, run with Lieutenant Colonel Rooney and uh, with Budweiser, you know, to this date, all the millions of dollars in we continue, and we're changing lives. Like you said, 44,000 scholarships. Uh, my story is just one of those 44,000 stories. There are so many. And so the support continues, and adding those first responders, the spouses, the children, uh, definitely a great uh, piece. Uh, how did the first responder conversation start with Dan Rooney yourself and uh, the Folds of Honor team? It wasn't a big surprise to me, but... Uh, it was something not long overdue from Folds of Honor, but really long overdue in this country that we look at our police, our firefighters, uh, our EMTs, uh, when it hits the fan in America and what they do. Uh, how'd that conversation start to bring in uh, the children of men and women who are first responders in this country? You know, it. Uh, I know that Lieutenant Colonel Rooney, he travels a lot. He uh, gets different conversations going and you know, and when you start looking at the numbers, Bill, it makes so much sense. There's 2 million first responders in the U.S. 
800,000 law enforcement, about a million firefighter personnel, and 200 uh, some full-time EMT and paramedics. And so uh, you think about many of those individuals, when something happens to them, when they, uh, they pass away, they're, they're, they're given a folded flag, just like in the military. And so the synchronicity of that piece, I, I think it, it makes so much sense. And I, I'm really happy and excited uh, to be able to you know, work on this mission and uh, continue that drive. Rocky Sickman, he was an American hostage uh, serving our country in Iran. Uh, he now stands uh, with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney uh, working uh, with Folds of Honor. Uh, he's joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Rocky, uh, great to catch up with you, my man. Uh, safe travels, and I look forward to our next conversation. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 Street Glider. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition Fat Boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? Consistently refreshing and consistently light. You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. As we wrap up our Thursday broadcast from American Dunes, I thought the best way to end our show would be to pay tribute to a true American hero. I've come across stories uh, where men made the ultimate sacrifice, and I talk about young men uh, fighting for freedom, protecting our country, and West Michigan has brought stories to life of David Warson, the Navy SEAL, who was killed in Afghanistan, Brock Buckland, uh, who also uh, was killed overseas, and then at a huge house party. Back uh, about what a month and a half, two months ago, I'm at the home of Lucas Smith in Hudsonville, and his family, friends, and neighborhood's all there watching, I think, the Giants and the Redskins. And as the night's winding down, I see on the wall a photo 
of somebody in uniform that looked like it was taken in combat. And I wasn't sure if it was Lucas. And I said, who's that? And he said, that was my brother Ross, uh, who died in Fallujah during Operation Iraqi Freedom. And that was on February 9th, 2006. And then I watched Lucas talk about his brother and some of his friends who were there and family who knew him and the reverence and the pride they had in regards to Ross making the ultimate sacrifice. And I left that home, and I dropped a Facebook message uh, to Lucas, and I said, you know what? Uh, I I will make sure nobody ever forgets uh, your brother and what he did at the age of 21. So on Veterans Day, I called up Lucas, and I said, hey, man, come on in uh, to the huge studios, and let's talk about your brother. And let me give you a little background to the audience. Corporal Ross A. Smith age 21, of Wyoming, Michigan, uh, was killed in action on Thursday, February 9, 2006, like I mentioned, while serving his country in Iraq during Operation Iraqi Freedom. He was born on March 4, 1984, and graduated from Wyoming Park High School in 2002. He loved sports and hanging out with his friends, girlfriend, and brothers. He joined the Marines after high school because he wanted to serve his country. This was his third tour of duty in Iraq, He always enjoyed his time on leave so he could spend time with his family and friends, and he looked forward to civilian life and going into business. Ross saw many in his Marine Corps unit injured and killed in Iraq, and he had a tattoo made in their honor. He died on his third tour in Iraq and was three weeks away from his 22nd birthday. He was with the 3rd Battalion, 5th Marine Regiment, Dark Horse, 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force, he was based out of Camp Pendleton, California. Died at the age of 21, IED. And he felt the calling to join the Marines. After 9-11, while he was a junior in high school at Wyoming Park, he never looked back, and he absolutely loved his time in the Marines. He volunteered to go back for the third tour, as those were his brothers and who he considered family. He was due to be honorably discharged only months before he was killed. And I want to bring in Lucas Smith, his brother. Uh, Lucas, like I said, lives out in Hudsonville. He's from uh, West Michigan. T- tell me about your brother. Uh, for people who have never met him, uh, what type of person was he? Well, first thing that comes to my head is he was a jokester. Um, and he was, you know, he was able to play around with everybody and sort of make everybody in the room feel comfortable. Brother and I were very close. He was uh, We were only 14 months apart, so we kind of grew up together, Little League. We went to high school together. I only graduated a year before he did, um, and we were, we were just very close. Lucas, uh, tell me about your brother's mission uh, to go fight for freedom, why he wanted to enter the military. Yeah, he 9-11 hit. He was a junior in high school. He uh, was very compelled, and um, he wanted to join the military. It was kind of his calling. You know, from what he told me, and um, he signed up when he was seventeen. Needed a parent signature, and you know, eighteenth uh, birthday hit. He graduated from high school, and he literally was gone three weeks later to Marine Corps boot camp, and didn't look back. So, do you remember that day when he when he told you that he wanted to join the military? I do. We were at dinner. It was him and my mother and father, and he kind of just let it out. And you know, being a military. Um, background family with my father having served, my older brother having served. We, uh, you know, he kind of he he was he was excited to go. And now your your family, you know, military, uh, the country means a lot. 
uh, to the Smith family, uh, even with Ross's death, uh, fighting for freedom. Uh, what was that instilled by your father? You, know, you talk about your dad. Did he talk to you as you guys were growing up, you and your brothers? He did. He he never pushed us or you know said he would prefer us to join the military. He always just said it was our choice and he would uh, support our choice. Well, and now Ross goes to Camp Pendleton. He goes to basic training. What was the feedback at the time early in his military career? Here's Ross at 17. I mean, 17-year-old kid. Uh, what were you, what vibe were you feeling from Ross? He was excited. He was ready to go. If he could have went when he was, the day he thought of it, he would have went. So he, he goes to basic training. He gets that first tour of duty and combat, and they always say people change after they go to combat. Did you notice a change in Ross? That is one thing I will say about Ross. Um, You know, he... He came back and he was still he still had the the positive vibes. He still was the jokester. Um, there was a little bit of a, a blank stare at times. Um, so he definitely did change. After and the I think tour. those blank stares are you know it's your you're remembering what you've seen. Yeah, the horror of combat. Absolutely. Right? He he didn't talk much about it after the first tour. Um, he actually after his second tour opened up a little bit more. Um, and you know had conversations with me and told me some of the stories and you know jokingly told me about some of the things they did. He had lots of pictures, lots of videos and. Um, he was proud of what he did over there and what his unit did over there. And when you guys have talks about combat after his second tour, because he died just before his third tour ended at the age of 21, but you know, here's Ross now at what, 19, 18, 19, 20, talking about that second mm-hmm. tour of duty in combat. What were those conversations like? Well, I could tell you that he he wasn't so happy so happy go lucky as he was before. Um, I so think you you could see a change, hundred percent. I think the second tour sort of wore on him. He lost a lot of good friends on that second tour. Um, you know, as you had mentioned about the tattoo, um, and to him those those guys that he served with were his family. Those were his brothers, and it was it was hard on him. It really was. How, how many uh, Marine brothers did he lose from his unit? Um, that were really close with him, uh, a good four or five and wow. uh, uh, countless others that were injured that weren't, weren't able to actually go back and serve anymore. And he talked about being in, you know, firefights and there, this, this is war. This isn't a, this isn't a video game. This is war. Right. Yep. He actually, um, was fortunate enough to be able to, to take an iPod with him on one of his tours and, um, took quite a few, um, pictures and had some video and quite, quite a bit of graphic video that obviously you're not going to. You know, showed everybody, but you know he showed to his close friends and family. And again, as he's not changing, but just as war it wears on people mm-hmm. who are there, none of us could ever understand it unless we were side by side with right. somebody right. Uh, in a firefight. Uh, but he he keeps pushing, and he goes. Back. Did he have opportunities to get out of the military? Yeah, he was actually um, scheduled to get be honorably discharged in June of two thousand and six. His the unit, year he died. Correct. His his unit was up to go back, and you know he had the option because he was going to be getting out while they were overseas, um, and you know he could have taken that the six months and just kind of laid back in California and hung out by the beach for six months until he was discharged. Um, decided without hesitation he wanted to go back with his unit. He he was a veteran at the time um, in his unit. He had been to two tours already. There was some younger guys coming in, and um, you know he was compelled and he wanted to take care of them. So Ross had the opportunity. He he wasn't forced to go back for that third no. tour of duty. No, not at all. It was, it was all he, he could have stayed there for six months and just gone through the paperwork and yep. uh, you know been done with the Marines. But he wanted to go back. There. That's right. He uh, he was very passionate about it. Did he love his country? Absolutely, one hundred percent. One of the greatest Americans I know. 
And what made him a great American to you, uh, looking at your brother Ross? I think for me, it was the reasons that he did it. He didn't do it for a paycheck. He didn't do it because he didn't know what else he wanted to do in life. This is something that he always wanted to do. Um, he loved his country. He loved defending. February 9th, 2006. Yes. The Smith family, your mom, your dad, you, you get word that your brother uh, was killed uh, in a firefight, uh, Fallujah operation, Iraqi freedom. Uh, is it with the military knocking at the door, just like they show in the movies, just like people have seen time and time again? That part of it is pretty much what you see in the movies. They they had a, a Navy chaplain and a Marine um, walk up to the door, and actually my father, my mother, and I were um, were sitting at the kitchen table when we heard the knock, and we kind of, my dad kind of knew already when he was looking out the kitchen window um, at the Marine and Navy chaplain walking up, kind of felt it, I think, and we knew. Uh, what would your parents say? I, I can grief. I, I can't imagine uh, losing a, a son or daughter I, in any situation. Uh, but what was that like? I mean, when you when you get that news that Ross at the age of 21 was killed in Fallujah, um, I remember falling to my knees. Um, it it really felt like a dream. I mean, it didn't seem real at the time. Um, I don't think it, my parents were both in shock. I don't I don't remember either of them crying right away because they didn't believe it. They like, just didn't th- believe this it. isn't real, right? He's right. gonna he's gonna be knocking on that door coming home, right? Exactly. Um, and then I think it kind of sinks in, and they're they're hugging us, and they're giving their condolences, and I think it finally hit. And um, honestly, I don't remember. It was kind of a blur after that for a couple months. It was just lots of tears, and um, it was it was tough. Uh, and Lucas Smith, by the way, is joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. His brother Ross, at the age of twenty one, and Ross was inspired as a seventeen year old after nine eleven to join the Marines. And fight the war on terror and fight for freedom uh, all around the world. Three tours of duty in combat and died at the age of 21. When we were, when I first met you and you told me the story, and I'd heard Ross's name, uh, but you, you, you still talked about the day he came home and yeah. the casket and the, and, and the streets were lined and the outpouring of support in West Michigan and how that touched you and your family. Yes, I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, you know, when you're kind of going through the paces of, you know, planning a funeral and um, setting all this stuff up to kind of, you know, bury my brother and, and, you know, you don't really think about everything that's going on around you. But looking back now, it was just amazing, the support and um, all the help we had with everything and the donations and just all the little things that really added up. And, you know, at, after this was all said and done and it had kind of calmed down a little bit, we, we looked back and we're just, we were just so thankful to everybody. And proud of Ross, weren't you? Absolutely. And are, not not were. I mean, uh, that's not past tense. That's, you know, current conversation. Proud of of what he did, that his his legacy lives on forever. That's right. You know, the one thing, Luke, is sitting in that living room uh, during our huge house party, and when you started talking about him, and I looked at your friends, I looked at your family, and the reverence that they had for Ross. Mm-hmm. And some guys who had never met him. Right. Because they they, they've learned about Ross in your neighborhood. Right. From you. That's right. And that says something because I think a lot of people respect people they've never met who not only serve this country, have served, but the ultimate sacrifice takes it to a whole nother level. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Ross Smith at the age of 21 and on the lighter side of life, uh, before we let you go, Lucas, tell me, you know, something about uh, Ross where did he have a passion for sports? What what was his passion uh, when he was on this earth? His passion 
especially growing up, was was playing pranks on people. And I can tell you, he could set you up like the best of them. It, it was he made you laugh though, so you didn't want to fight him. Um, but he could get you. He'd get you good. He's a good prankster. Absolutely, good jokester. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and his his name will live on. I've talked to a lot of people, the Worson family, uh, the Buckland family, and they don't forget. And, and and that's why I wanted to bring you on air today to sure. tell the story. Because yeah. I told you that day that I will help make sure that people never forget Ross and that I believe it's kind of my job to do that, uh, doing a radio show and that people, you know, I, I've talked with Dave Worson Sr. And he says, all I want, man, all, all I want is people to never forget what he did. That's right. What he did for this country, not what he did for himself, mm-hmm. but what David Warson, Ross Smith, Brock Buckland, and a lot of other people uh, did for this country. Uh, yep, that's all that matters. 17-year-old inspired by 9-11. Correct. And he dies February 9, 2006, but his spirit lives on and... Lucas Smith out of Hudsonville. Again, I, I remember walking out of your house and I got emotional because, you know, fate, destiny, while I'm sitting in your living room and I look up and see the photo and you tell me and I remember the name yep. and it's, you know, I, I know that name somewhere. Yep. Yep. I know that name. Uh, and you tell me and here we are paying tribute to Ross and God bless you and your family and give your mom and dad my best in Florida and yeah. to your wife and your neighborhood. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep... Ross's legacy living on forever. Thank you, Huge. I appreciate it. Big. Bad. Huge.